Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions, hosted by author, speaker, coach, and singer-songwriter Creelan Peters, also known as the Fear Whisperer. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, learned to embrace their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome back to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Today I'm going to welcome Danya Zimmerman to the show, and before I bring her on the line, I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about her. Danya is a business consultant, mediator, and legal professional with over 10 years of experience. Danya is also a public speaker and aspiring author. She has a few books in the works that will be published and released in the latter part of 2015. The books will focus on entrepreneurship, small business, and daily devotionals. She is owner of Family and Community Mediation and Business Consulting and Powerful Business Woman. Both are based in Baltimore, Maryland, and were established in 2013. Services provided by her companies include mediation and conflict resolution, business registration assistance, business plan drafting assistance, business certification assistance, and business organization assistance. She is also a contributing writer with the Maryland Daily Examiner newspaper and the Leadership Girl newsletter. Danya Zimmerman has made article contributions to the Simply Inspirational Women in Business Journal for 2014, published by Dr. Cheryl Cottle. So welcome, Danya, to the show. Um, Hello. And thank you very much for the opportunity to be a guest on your show. Oh, absolutely. I'm always excited to meet new people and hear stories that are inspirational because I think we're all here to help people. That um, Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so, Danya, tell me a little bit about your background. I know I read all this wonderful stuff, but I know there's a lot more to it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about you. Well, um, I'm from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Um, I got my undergrad degree in sociology and pre-law from the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. I got my Juris Doctrine in Law from the University of Baltimore. And I was a practicing attorney from about 2001 to 2012. I closed my law practice, and I took a little break to refocus and regroup because I was unhappy as an attorney. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do something else. Instead of tear people down, I wanted to build people up. Mm. So I had to do some research, and um, I took a little course on how to become a business consultant and how to become a mediator. And Mm -hmm. that's how I came about with my current business, family, community mediation, and business consulting. And also, um, I started that business in um, in May of 2013, so it'll be two years with that business. And also, I have another business under the umbrella of family and community mediation, which is Powerful Biz Woman. Mm-hmm. And I started that business because I started meeting a lot of women entrepreneurs or aspiring female entrepreneurs between the age of 35 to 65 who were in transition with their life. They just got a divorce 
Um, they may have retired early from their job or, you know, it's just they wanted to change and they wanted to be their own boss, and they were asking me for tools and resources on how to do that. And that's why I started Powerful Biz Women. Great, great. Well, is there is there anything about your past that kind of brought you into being an attorney and then brought you out of being an attorney and into these other businesses, uh, you know, something uh, like your story? Well, when I was young, I used to tell my mother that I wanted to be the secretary, like Perry Mason's secretary, uh-huh. or I wanted to be a nurse to a doctor. And she used to always tell me, no, why are you going to be the nurse? Why can't you be the doctor? Why mm-hmm. can't you be the lawyer? Because my mother, she grew up in the 50s and 60s, and that generation was taught that you finish high school and you get married and have children. Mm-hmm. And she wanted more from me. She wanted me to aspire, you know, in my career. And in my family, a lot of the women were single mothers. Mm-hmm. You know, like my grandmother, my dad's mother, she has raised about three generations of Zimmerman children. And I noticed that the women in my family are very powerful and they're very strong. Mm -hmm. And they always take the lead whenever dealing with family issues or family problems. They're the ones that you go to. Mm -hmm. And so that's what instilled in me Especially about powerful biz women yeah, that yeah. you can you can start your own business and you can you know you can do what you want to do and in the 21st century um, the internet makes it so easy and so simple for people to start businesses mm-hmm. and that's and that's what I wanted to be a part of and the reason why <laughs> excuse me the reason why I gave up my law practice was because I had hired the wrong people the wrong employees, Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, as the owner of the business, I take full responsibility for everything that happened, Mm -hmm. and I had no choice but to close my practice up, Mm -hmm. and so I didn't have the support that I had for my new, for my two new businesses, um, for my law practice, so I learned a lot from that, you know, I learned how to properly run a business how to surround yourself with the right dream team, and how to have a good support system. I didn't have that with my law practice. Mm -hmm. And that's my general background as to where I am today. Great. Well, it sounds like you grew up with a lot of strong role models, uh, women in your family, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that helped shape you? The way it has helped shape me is, it taught me to to believe in the impossible, um, to learn not to be so negative, mm-hmm. and to learn no matter what people say to you, no matter what anyone says to you, if you have a dream, you can make that dream a reality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that no matter what, you just you just even if you don't succeed at it. At least you tried, and that's one thing I can say. Even though I had to close my law practice, it's a lot of people I know who went to law school with me, but they never passed the bar or they passed the bar and they never practiced law. At least I could say I was an attorney. I I, I was in front of, you know, judges. I handled cases. At least I can say I did that, and who knows, I may decide to go back to doing it. But you should never, from what I've been taught by the females in my family is 
if you want something, you got to go for it. Like my grandmother, when my grandfather was alive, he never wanted to buy a house. He always wanted to rent. Mm-hmm. And when he died and left her a certain amount of money in her insurance policy, she went and bought her house. Mm-hmm. And like my aunt next, she's a pastor. She wanted to be a pastor. And when her pastor died and they ostracized her from the from her family church, she went and started her own church. Mm-hmm. And my aunt, she kind of, my I have an aunt who told her husband, if you don't get me my house that I want, I'm going to leave you. And he got her her house. So it seemed like every woman in my family always said I want, and mm-hmm. they had the faith and the belief, and it came to life. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like what you said earlier about that taking responsibility piece, because I think people kind of sometimes get tripped up by um, not wanting to follow their dreams, because it does mean having to take full responsibility, whether it succeeds or fails. And I'm one of those believers that I don't necessarily believe in failure, I think it's just an opportunity for growth. Yes, I see every every failure as a lesson as to what not to do. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with my new business, I'm, I'm starting to realize the importance of taking things slow, taking my time, and hiring the right people to be on my side. Like, for instance, I'm a first-time author. So mm-hmm. I hired, I reached out and found a publisher then I reached out and found an editor. Then I reached out and found a public relations person who's going to help me promote the book. And then a friend of mine um, who I've known since we've been in college, she's going to be my attorney. And I have an insurance agent. And now I have to find um, a banker and I have an accountant. You know, I have several people who will be working as my accountant and my bookkeeper. And so I had to, you know, I'm sitting up here telling other people what to do, and I said, you know, it's time for me to walk the walk and talk the talk, as they say. Yes, and absolutely. And put the words to action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think especially with those of us who are kind of called into our work through um, through a calling or, or fi- feeling like there's a greater purpose, is is that piece of integrity. I know I feel that for myself is, you know, wanting to um, practice what I preach, so to speak, um, and the same thing that you said, like walk walk the walk and talk the talk, um, and, and there's a certain piece of integrity of, you know, if I'm telling other people that this is how to do it or that this is, um, you know, going to be very helpful for them, am I doing that same thing? Exactly, and that's that's what I had to learn. And another thing I had to learn is to follow up and don't procrastinate. Like <laughs> I keep this, I keep I keep a personal journal, and I keep a business journal. And mm-hmm. in my business journal, like I write down things I need to do. Um, sometimes I may not, I may forget to do something, but then eventually I will follow up and say, "Hey, I apologize." Um, let's reschedule it, or let's do this. And I find that the business journals keep me on track. Like today, before meeting with you, I had done a to-do list, like to to talk to you, to talk to my editor, and to send a non-disclosure agreement to my um, my publicist mm-hmm. to publish. You know who was going to help me with the book, and I, you know, and I did all of that. I did my to-do list, and I find that it's very important that you. You have to be organized, and you have to plan and write things out. 
That's mm-hmm. one thing I'm learning now with my second phase of being a uh, being a female entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I I if I don't write stuff down, it doesn't happen. And I joke, even if I do, it doesn't always happen. So I'm more likely to do it if I actually write it down. Yes, I'm I'm learning that. That's a good tool. I don't like to write a lot of stuff down, but I'm learning that when you have it in writing, um, you actually it actually comes to life because you see it. You see the map. Like when you're looking at a map. When we were kids, you know how parents would look at the map before we went on the road trip. Right. To map right. out, you know, where they were going to stop for rest stops, where we were going to stop for the restaurant, and where we were going to stop to stay the night. And that's what I did, especially I completed a marketing plan for my powerful businesswoman to do presentations and to write my book as products that will, you know, showcase the services that I provide. And as I'm doing this marketing plan, I'm checking off, and I realized today that, wow, I'm actually following the market plan, even <laughs> though I don't look at it every day. Right. Right, it's just it's having that in there. It kind of it's it's. I think it really helps our brains organize things and to keep on track, even if we've written it out, because it's like setting that intention. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that's great. So, um, you talked about um, the the taking responsibility. It sounds like the the writing stuff down is also the accountability piece. So, when you think about accountability and taking responsibility, how does that kind of translate? Um, into your own life, personally and professionally? Well, for me, um, I think in order to take accountability, you have to have a a good group of people around you. Mm -hmm. And for personally, the best accountability I have is my dad's mother, my grandmother, Mm -hmm. because she's the type of person, um, like I've asked her, like, you know, she has originally 13 grandchildren, Mm-hmm. And I always asked her, why was she so hard on my dad's children and my aunt and children who are the preachers and not so hard on my Aunt Emily's children? Because she always told us, I see ex- excellence in you guys. You mm-hmm. guys have gifts and talents that you are trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, the limit is is the sky. And, it's, you know, you know, your limit is beyond anybody that can comprehend, especially with I noticed that with my dad's kids, because she raised us, we're kind of more like her own children, Mm -hmm. and she expects more from us, I noticed that, than Mm -hmm. from the other grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think of my brother today when he, he, he hates his job, and I keep telling him every week he comes here, because I live with my grandma. Every week he comes and we're looking at him like, okay, when are you going to leave this job? If you mm-hmm. hate it, why don't you look for another job? Mm-hmm. And today he was going to stay out of work from his job, and he it was around 10 o'clock. He said, let me get up and go to my job. And he said, Grandma, I just want to tell you I want to thank you for being so hard on me. I want to thank you for always being there for me and letting me know when I'm doing wrong, and you're right. I may not like the job, but I need to go to the job mm-hmm. in order to make my end what I really want to do. And if I don't like the job, I need to start doing things to pick my music business up where I can make money from the music business and I don't need this job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot there, you know, especially I think when um, 
you know, women business owners or any business owners, um, male or female, are starting out, there's that, you know, tendency to want to, you know, rush into it and let everything else go. But there's some, you know, realities like mortgages and car payments (laughs) and food bills um, that need to happen and, and having that plan and, and, and being able to say, okay, that, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing now, but this is supporting the bigger dream and the bigger goals. So even though I don't like what I'm doing, I can see how it supports that. And I think it really helps us shift our thinking and, and being able to accept it and not be so resentful or resistant to it. And that's a, that's a key component, component of accountability. Mm-hmm. You have to, Accept your current situation for now because it's just a temporary situation and you have to do things to improve it. Because mm-hmm. for me, I had to start all over again. I had to come back home. Mm-hmm. I had lost my house, my car. I lost everything. And I was like, what in the hell am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And and I was I was depressed for a while. And then I just said, you know what, Donna? You have a roof over your head. You have clothes on your back. You have food to eat, and you're sitting up here depressed when there's homeless people out there. There mm-hmm. are women out there who are struggling, mm-hmm. and they're living from place to place, working with children, but yet they're not getting down. So you need to pick yourself up mm-hmm. and get your stuff together because you have the tools and resources needed to start all over again. And when I started um, balancing out spiritually, spending time with God every day, going to church on a regular basis, that's when I knew that my attitude started to change. I started to have a more positive attitude. Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting upset as quickly. And I realized that I have something to offer to the world. I just need to get, you know, improve the tools and resources I have. I just needed to get new tools and resources to to go to the next level of my life. Mm -hmm. And the wonderful thing is I started meeting other women who were in the same situation like me, and mm-hmm. they picked themselves up. They didn't allow their bad situations or bad circumstances to bring them down. They used them as stepping stones to go to the next level in their life. Yeah, and it's amazing how when you start to shift, then the people who are coming into your life kind of have that same attitude. In a in a way, so you know, I know when I notice when I'm feeling really down, then other people around me might be reflecting that back to me. But when I'm feeling more upbeat or you know more positive, then then people are reflecting that back to me. So I think it's interesting. And I had made a note too that you had talked about how your faith had really helped you. So I'm glad that you were able to to talk a little bit about that and how you said spending time with God every day really helped shift your attitude. Was there any anything else that you? Think Think really kind of helped during that period. Um, the support of family and friends, mm-hmm. um, and making new friends. Because after I let go of my law practice, I lost all the lawyer friends. Because oh, that's okay. how people do you when you're when you're on top, like mm-hmm. like the Billy Holiday song that goes. When you have the money, you know, God bless the child that has their own. When mm-hmm. you have the money, it's everybody your friend. Everybody right. when you're on top. And then when everything is gone, you can't find anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I started surrounding myself with people who I knew would be there through thick and thin mm-hmm. and who would not have a problem 
if I felt down? Who would who would be there for me? Who understood me? And the great thing about Baltimore City is that they have a good community of small business owners that support mm-hmm. each other. Like, okay. you know, you may have heard in the news recently about the riots that happened in Baltimore City. Yeah. Um, the wonderful thing is that a lot of the community organizers and the small business owners, they said, forget about the city, forget about the city officials, forget about the government officials. We're going to take our neighborhood back. Mm-hmm. We're going to do like our parents did in the 50s and 60s and support small businesses and build this community back up. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have a good spiritual base and a good support system, you're, you're going to be okay. But you're, you, And people got to understand that everything is not going to be picture perfect and so rosy all the time. You're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. Mm-hmm. It's just how you deal with the bad days that make you succeed to me. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I think that a, a lot of times well, people will look to um, those of us who are, you know, providing service to help other people and lift them up and inspire them and uh, think that we've got all our crap together. And we do sometimes, but other times we don't. <laughs> you know, it's just a normal part of life. Like you said, we have good days, we have bad days. It's how, I, I also think it's how long do we allow ourselves to stay in that bad day or that bad attitude. Um, and and like you said, the support I think is absolutely key in helping us um, to, to get out of that. Uh, so we, and we're all in the same boat. Life, life is life no matter who you are. We, we've got the good stuff, we've got the bad stuff, and we, we've all got to juggle it. Exactly. You, you, and you're correct. It's, it's like a juggling act. You've got to know how to juggle, be a professional juggler, and you've you got to know what you can and cannot do. You've got to mm-hmm. set your own time schedule. And another thing I noticed is that when I first started my new business, I was so overwhelmed seeing all of these powerful women, and I'm like, oh, i got to be like her. i got to be like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. I had to sit back and create my own personal brand and a good brand for my business. And I realized what I can and cannot do, and I think I know what my brand is, which is a powerful biz woman, mm-hmm. where I'm in a position to help women between 35 to 65 make that transition. Mm-hmm. You know that first that first stage of life between twenty one and thirty five was getting them prepared for the second phase of their life. <laughs> and the right. prime example of that is Oprah Winfrey because mm-hmm. I follow her because she started out in Baltimore City mm-hmm. and she started out in Tennessee for the doing her first phase. And then when she hit about forty, her mid forties, middle age, that's when she got all of her success. Mm-hmm. You know, some people get their success early in life. And some people get their success later on in life, and some people are born with a with a silver spoon in their mouth. It mm-hmm. just depends. And I think that's what my brand is, is getting people from stage one to stage two of the play in their life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's, and it's important to know that each one of those scenarios has its own challenges for sure, you know. Um, but it's good also that you are able to say this this is who I'm called to serve um, because I think a lot of people when they're first starting out 
um, you know, we want to kind of serve everyone, and we because what we have can help everyone. But um, when we do that, it, I think that it gets a little diluted. Like our message gets diluted, our passion gets diluted somehow, and it's really important for us to find our own voice in business and to be able to powerfully to bring that about. And I, I love the the title, powerful biz woman. I think that that's a very powerful title. Exactly. You have to know who you are. Yes. And you and it's not all about becoming a multimillionaire. To me, being a small business owner is about doing something you love and making a living from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to re- reap the benefits of this. I still have to do freelance writing. I don't enjoy writing blogs, a 400-page blog for a dollar per 100 words, mm-hmm. but it's supplementing my income, and I'm making good money from it. You know, and sometimes you have to make sacrifices in order to get to obtain the ultimate goal in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think we're on the same page with a lot of this stuff, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, I think that it, there's just there's so many lessons that we can learn, and and it sounds to me like um, you learned so much in being a lawyer and then having. Um, lost everything, and, you know, you're rebuilding something. But like you said, you've got the support. You have all of this knowledge from having gone through those experiences. And then you also have, you know, this powerful support network with your family and your friends and your faith. Exactly. And I think that's key to um, making it in life. And the women that I follow, I noticed that they have a good support system with their families with their friends, and with the people that they work with. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, inspires me. Like you, for instance, you have your own radio show. You you ask people, you're so kind to let people come on to promote their business and promote themselves. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily have to do that. Some people, they actually want you to pay to be on their radio shows. And some people charge like $10,000 for only 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're charging nothing for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like I tell people, take advantage of, you know, individuals in your inner circle who want to help you. Mm-hmm. And don't discount them because you're not with this person who's such a guru like Tony Robbins where you want to pay 15000 and you may not get nothing from it. Whereas the same Tony Robbins is someone who says, hey, I can help you grow your business if you do my website for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so you never know. The small Tony Robbins, Robbins may be the one who takes you to the next level that you need to go with your business. Mm-hmm. And that's why I try to tell people, be very careful, especially when you're a small business owner. In the beginning, you have to be very careful how much you spend, where you spend your money, because you have to be very wise um, financially with that. Mm-hmm. They're running the business. It's it's easy to get you know um, distracted. It's easy to get sucked in um, because you know I know I'm not a new new business owner, but I'm still in the more beginning stages as far as you know the business cycle goes. And you know, like before a few years ago, I was you know soaking up everything. I'd purchase you know different courses and programs, and and now I, I still do a lot of professional development, but I'm much much more picky about it um, because 
I want to get certain types of results. So I'm not going to go buy something that promises five million things. I'm just I'm much more focused. I'm very um, methodical on how I spend my business money, um, where I uh, put my not only my money but my attention and my time as well. And, and it's something that we we all have to be very mindful of as business owners. Yeah, exactly, because I had to learn that because in 2012 and 2013, I was going to every networking event. Oh, yes, I need to go here. I uh-huh. need to go there. And then um, I got a business coach from Maryland TTAP. That's the Small Business Resource Center in, in Baltimore, mm-hmm. in the Baltimore metropolitan area. And she said, you are all over the place. You need to sit down <laughs> and you need to organize. You need to go one step. How are you going to do federal contracting with the federal government, state, and local when you've never done it? Focus on the local and the state. And that's what I did. And I made, and I made my first bid proposal for a state contract. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard from them, but like me and my new partner said, Alicia Williams, she said, wow, this is amazing. I actually completed something that I said <laughs> I was going to do about a year ago, and I did uh, it. But yes. it was one, it's one small step. And I'm still looking at other contracts to bid on, but I'm taking my time because I have a partner, and then I have another potential partner that I'm going to meet with, and we're going to see how we can work together. And then, like, when I did my non-disclosure agreement for my public relations expert, I was like, wow, I'm finally starting to get this stuff. And I actually completed two books that should have been completed last year. Mm -hmm. So slowly but surely, I'm starting to work on the procrastination part and stop being afraid, and I'm starting to see the benefits. Like my uncle, he's the um, bishop of our church. He gave me the most ultimate compliment. He said, "You need to, you need to check Danya out." He meant to say LinkedIn, but he said LinkedIn. You need to check Danya out on LinkedIn. She has some wonderful tips. She has some books coming out, and because of me, he's going to have encourage his wife, my aunt. To write a book. He said, mm-hmm. you want to have this book done within a week. And I said, yeah, she needs to write a book because that woman can preach. And mm-hmm. so I'm starting to see that the little stuff that I'm doing, I may not be getting paid a lot of money for it or getting paid for it. I'm starting to see the benefits of what I'm sowing and reaping. Right, absolutely. And, and you're being an inspiration for other people. Yes, and I, I didn't realize that I was doing that. And it feels good, so I said that everything I'm doing is in line with what God intended for my life, mm-hmm. for me. That's great. That's absolutely great. Well, Donya, we're almost out of time, and I want to make sure that people um, have a way to get in touch with you if they want to learn anything more about what you're doing or have any questions. So can you um, provide some contact information? Well, they can reach me. My phone number is 443 443- Six three five four five five seven, or they can reach me on Facebook at www.facebook.com/facnbc. I'm on Twitter, and my Twitter name is facnbc. And they can also contact me on um, LinkedIn. All they have to do is put in my name, Dahlia Zimmerman, or put in DZ Consultant. And mediator, and that's how they can contact me on LinkedIn. Great, 
Wonderful. So I, I urge anyone who feels connected with Danya's message today to reach out to her. Um, and before we sign off, Danya, do you have any final words of wisdom for our audience on, and, and tips on how they can get out of their own way? Um, the best way to get out of your own way is just to have the faith, the faith, forgive me, the faith and belief in yourself that you can achieve your goals. And another key thing is stop dreaming and write your dreams down, and then they'll become reality. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Tanya, for being on the program today. And thank you so much for allowing me to be on your program. And it's wonderful people like you that make it easier for small business owners to get the message out about their business. And I just greatly appreciate what you're doing. And keep up the good work. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. And stay tuned for more inspirational stories on the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions with Creelan Peters. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and invite your friends to join us at www.creelan.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. That's www.krylyn.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. Thanks for tuning in.